Blog Talk Radio. We've had the best football picks for a decade, and we ain't stopping now. Live from the IMLD Home Studios, in its 10th season, this is, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Now your host, Jay Andre. Well, gobble gobble to everyone listening. We are in the second half of the NFL season, and we're here to recap week 11 and get you ready for the Turkey Day festivities tomorrow, the 2022 triple gobble. We will have those picks for you later on. Welcome in live. You are listening to In Much Less Detail, the podcast here with you live on a rare weeknight appearance, Wednesday night, November the 23rd, 2022. I'm Dre. He's Jay. We are in the house and ready to rock and roll for you. Breaking down all the events of week 11, which was a lot less eventful than the last several weeks. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing because Jay, to me, Less eventful is is fine, but less eventful the way that these games broke down. Um, It wasn't very good football. It wasn't very entertaining to me. It was a lot of bad football. Uh, We haven't, this is nothing new. There's been a lot of bad football this year, and I'm sure we'll, as we hand out the hardware this week, uh, I I struggle to find more good, uh, you know, than bad with most weeks. But fortunately, our awards are evenly balanced between good and bad. Uh, so that I, I almost have to force myself to find uh, positive things to say. There weren't a lot of them, so it was it was, a, it was definitely an odd week. Uh, being home last Sunday, it, it, again doing the show and then going right into the football that that's a weird feeling. But yeah. just watching the games, it was funny because it was so bad. Now I'm watching Red Zone, right? There were stretches, long stretches where I'm watching Red Zone where they're covering teams on a like a second and seven from their own 28 because that was the best thing going on a channel that is dedicated solely to teams scoring that there were these just long stretches of just inactivity and 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 bad offense and uh just just can't a shoot, brutal, brutal can't send you out yeah. to the red zone if nobody's in the red zone yeah can't have a red zone yeah it was barely a cross midfield zone <laughs> That's not what the NFL is trying to, yeah. to to showcase on their network. No, no, some bad football, some some very bad football. Uh, I, I know I saw in your write up for this week that you, you're giving yourself the pat on the back for 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 taking the week from me. But I'll tell you what, because this is the first time you'll have the honors in like four weeks um, yeah. between a lot of pushes and me clawing away. Is I'm sitting there at probably two forty five, two fifty our time zone as the games are all winding down going into the end of the fourth quarter, I'm staring at dropping all five hmm. of those early matchups to you and just getting completely swept off the map and then trying to figure out in my brain, it's, oh, my God, I need the Cowboys in the afternoon. Otherwise, you know, am I going to be down four or am I going to be down six coming out of this because it was that bad? And then you get that sort of somewhat miracle 
kick re- uh, punt return in that New England game gives me the cheapest win, and then I get the Dallas win. So I'll tell you what, only losing two to you last week felt like a, a gift after the way I felt at, like I said, about 2.45 Central Time last Sunday. And that loss uh, with the Vikings at the uh, in the second half of Sunday felt like about a five-game loss. Thankfully, it only counts as one, but <laughs> – that yeah, was that, about as thorough and ass kicking as you can get. We we talk about the quality of of wins and the quality of losses, you know, and you know we we had, I joked about that last week about the quality of your your Titans win on Thursday night being so much more quality than mine, where I actually had the Packers to win but just not cover. Um, yeah, the, the 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 quality of my that Dallas cover got me back down only two. I only gave back two for the week, but that just that sort of just. It was very refreshing. It just felt good after that noontime slate that I had on Sunday to, to just get that absolute, you know, whatever that was, just ass whooping <laughs> that the Cowboys handed out to the Vikings, you know, up, down, and sideways that whole game just felt good. It's like I was taking out my frustration for my week all on that one pick. It was refreshing for you. It was refreshing for anyone who bet the Cowboys. It was refreshing yeah. for all the Cowboys fans on my timeline on Facebook because they were having a big party about it. And yeah, yeah that was uh, that. That one was over very, very quickly. You didn't have to worry about the second half on that one. No, in fact, uh, most of the uh, Cowboys starters barely even played for the fourth quarter of that game, except for Michael Parsons, who was hurt. But they sent him back out there anyway ah. on a short week, which makes no sense. Yeah, well, we'll see how effective that even, is. Even in a 40-3 to victory, the Cowboys are still the dumbest team in football. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing how they pulled that off. So our official records, 8-5-1 and one for me last week, 6-7-1 and one for you. Yet another push. This is the most pushes we've had in a season in a long time. We've yeah. still got half the season to go. Uh, so that puts me for the season 81-76 and 76, and you at 78-79 and 79 with the seven pushes. Uh, so, yeah, a mere three-game lead on you uh, for the season, uh, which is better than the one-game lead I had last week. So I, I did make up some ground. Uh, it would not have happened if I was betting again. I promise you if I would have bet a third week in a row, I would have lost these games. I promise you. Um, I'm swearing off betting for I don't know I don't know how long, maybe forever. I don't know. but it's No, so... there's going to be that spot where you just know. <sighs> This is a smash spot, and you are lock of the century, and you're staring mm-hmm. at that. You got that money burning a hole in your pocket, and you just got to bet it. It's so aggravating that every time I feel that, it turns into a complete loser. And then when I feel that, but I don't bet on it, it's like, oh, yep, happened exactly the way I yep. thought it would. Uh-huh. No, I'm, I'm sitting there Ugh. in the noontime hour watching, like, I can't win a pick to save my life, but I got my lock. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, the, would have been a double lock if I didn't have Tennessee. So that yeah. we, we definitely saw the Saints, but I think more accurately, we both saw the Rams in their complete collapse. Yes, because I had just crapped in the Week 11 recap. I had uh, Week 10 recap. I mean, I had all over the Saints. Yeah. And still locked them up because that's how <laughs> bad the Rams are. Uh-huh. Uh, as accurate as you can get. And I promise you, if I had put money on it, Matthew Stafford would have came through and had like four touchdowns. Promise you. Then he would have gotten hurt. Yes, but only after yeah. he made right. sure he fucked me. No, no, he would have gotten – you still would have been dumplings, but they would have – you know, all of a sudden the Miami medical staff would have come in and, and, oh. and said he's all right. Yeah. Oh, they would have cleared him uh, instantly? They would have, yes, yeah. Just uh, long enough for him to throw three more touchdowns to, to mm-hmm. rub it in your face. Dumplings. 
All right, I'll get to my best of the week since I am the uh, the person to take the lead now that I'm not gambling and I'm actually winning weeks again. The best thing to me about week 11 in the NFL, you know, with all the QB injuries and shortcomings and all that, I was uh, I was very happy to see some quarterbacks who were hurt this season uh, come back and show that they're ready, you know, for prime time, ready for the stretch run. And I'm, I, I'm taking a little bigger picture view when I uh, point out these guys this week because they were all good, but they, you know, they weren't all, you know, unbelievably great, but they were all uh, showed me a lot more than, uh, you know, when they were hurt. And they, and they all, they showed me that they're on the road to, to getting there for the playoffs. Ryan Tannehill was hurt this uh, earlier this season. He put that whole uh, Malik Willis thing in his rearview mirror goes for 333 and a couple of touchdowns uh, in that Thursday night win to start the uh, to start week 11 off up in Lambeau uh, project and that UCL uh, is is doing fine he only goes for 197 uh, in their win in Detroit over Cleveland uh, 197 in the TD a very slow start and understandably so with all the stuff that uh, Buffalo had gone through to start the week but uh, again showed that he's he's fine he's just dealing with the pain management and he's actually uh, going to be able to work through that and push through that, it would seem, and be ready to go for the rest of the year. Dak uh, was hurt early in the year. He came through, obviously, uh, up in Minneapolis, 22 of 25 for 276 and two TDs, just an incredible effort all around by the Cowboys. Joe Burrow was hurt uh, earlier this year. He, uh, he was not hurt, I'm sorry. Um, Jamar Chase is the one that was hurt that I'm taking that look as well because Burrow did something that I didn't think he was – able to do uh, without Jamar Chase, which is have a huge day in the air, 355, 9.1 yards per throw, four touchdown throws. Um, so that was, I, I misspoke, I meant to say that he wasn't, he's the one that wasn't hurt, but he's got his number one weapon hurt, Jamar Chase. And I, I just didn't know if the Bengals were capable of that uh, without Jamar Chase, but uh, Joe Burrow gets it done. So I'm, I'm taking a bigger view. I, I, I want all these people to be healthy for the playoffs. I'm sure Jamar Chase will be back before the playoffs start. He might be back this week even. Um, but I, I need these guys to heal up, to keep healing up, to keep progressing. I, I just don't want to get to the playoffs with very key people like this uh, injured or hobbled or playing second fiddle, trying to, you know, limp along and push their team along. I, I, I hate that. I hate playoffs in which have to get, have the teams have their star players hurt and there's excuses to be made when they lose with their backups or their third stringers. Um, I, I want these guys to, to be ready to go. Uh, and, and they show, you know, that they're on the road and ready to, to have a, a good second half and, you know, get the momentum going uh, uh, headed towards the playoffs. That's very important to me. Interestingly, in that Buffalo game, they started out really slow, which makes sense. There wasn't really a lot of practice. They, they did this, you know, Operation Dumbo Drop thing going on there in the snow, trying to you know shovel the bills out. Can they even get to the game? You know, like they're they're storming the beaches at Normandy or something there. And like I said, we're gonna have a movie about that someday. But you look at it then, you get to the middle. It'll of the be thirty quarter. years from now, and it'll be starring Tom Hanks. Yeah. yeah, yes, you get to a point in that game though where the Bills then go on six straight scoring drives in that game. Yeah. Uh, to just put Cleveland away, and we both correctly, even though they barely got over the number, because uh, uh, they did get that, you know, 20 seconds left to go in the game, garbage time touchdown. 
but that got it to eight, and I believe the Bills only had to cover seven and a half, which they did. So that's nice to actually come up, come out on the right side of one of those for a change. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, both of us this year. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's been pretty wild. Uh, stat I think I heard today. It's not confirmed. One double digit. One double digit favorite has covered this year. One. What? Entire yeah. year? I believe that's the stat. We, we can wow. go back and confirm. Yeah, that. I, that you but make me have to go scroll through and, not, and check that right now. It's it, it's not many. <laughs> Maybe if it's more than one, <laughs> it's not many more than one because I could I could see it every week when we're looking at these picks, all these big double digit losers. Yeah. Um, that we're staring at every week, you know, uh, that we had one last week didn't cover. Um, Washington covered as a no. Nope. Well, well, that means that Philadelphia didn't. Right against right. the Eagles, so yeah, the Chiefs didn't cover against uh, the Titans or whoever that was that they had when they were the big ten point uh, favorite. Yeah, maybe that's actually closer to reality than we think. Uh, it might be closer, uh, but week eight, I'm looking at. I guess it depends on when you get the the, the line. That's also uh, part of it too. Philly and Dallas were both double digit favorites when I was able to you know start getting the, the right. lines together that you know Saturday night. Uh, and they both covered Philly by 11, uh, was favored by 11 over Pittsburgh, and they slaughtered the Steelers. Well, that Dallas was the one that by... was brought up oh, okay. the one. <laughs> uh, Dallas was favored by 10.5 over the Bears at the time that I got the spread, and they, of okay. course, slaughtered uh, the Bears. So okay. just but as we gave theirs, too. We could be, that stat could be based off of, like, line kickoff lines, too. So we, we know how much the numbers can move. But even the, even if it's just, let's say it's two or three, that's that's not good. That's that's not a lot. No, there, there there's been a lot of upsets uh, this year. Yeah. That's that's true. So yeah, I, I, you're playing and you, you've got the narrative play there, which is good. Which is you want to see these teams going towards December and January and then the playoffs at full strength. Because the last thing we need is Tom Brady backdooring his way into another Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, co- correct. Uh, Rams in week six in much happier times were 10-point favorites over Carolina, and they beat them by 14. But, yeah, again, opening line might have been nine, so maybe, maybe they might right. be going by opening, they might be going by closing. So, uh, But, but yeah, the point is taken. Either way, it's been a, a, a not-so-good not year for double-digit favorites. Uh, it's that's, it's that's, actually that's, been a great year for, for any, I mean, even, I would say, touchdown or more underdogs it's been a great year for underdogs here's another one they definitely missed uh bills are two touchdown favorites over the steelers in week five and they they that was, that was uh, made that work yeah, yeah that was <laughs> they a, made that, was that work match. yeah 38 to 30 that was, so that was one of the better early ones mm-hmm. so that, um, even so, the, even, like i said it was an unconfirmed stat mm-hmm. but i heard it and i was like it doesn't sound that far off it's 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 definitely not one but it's definitely not that many um, so the best thing uh, in all of that weirdness about week 11 to you? Yeah, you know, sometimes you want to give love where you don't give love a lot. And any time somebody sets or breaks a record, give them the flowers. I'm giving it to Cordero Patterson. Okay. Uh, you know, set the set the league record for return touchdowns. Uh, we're, you know, not quite at the level of Devin Hester, who has it with – more ways of getting the touchdowns, but just the straight kick return touchdowns. Cordero Patterson sets the, uh, breaks the record, sets the NFL record. I believe that was his 10th 
uh, breaks Josh Cribbs's record, who was a great returner in his own right, and we don't talk about a lot. But these guys are like kickers, right? These guys getting them any any love or Hall of Fame type consideration, uh, not easy to do. Um, so that was good, but and it also came at a critical juncture in that game, right after the uh, Bears had gone up ten, and looked like they were starting to assert a little authority over Atlanta, and then Cordero Patterson just breaks that hundred and three yard run. Uh, sets the tone of that game completely the other way as ends up with 147 return yards in that game to go with his 52 yards on the ground. Um, you know, he, he's become diet Debo Samuel, I believe. <laughs> and, and, and uh, somebody all persons, really, yeah. yeah, he was not, he was always known as a return guy, even back in Minnesota was never a very effective receiver, but here these last couple of seasons, you know, Arthur Smith is doing his, uh, Best Kyle Shanahan impersonation to sort of like unlock uh, this potential with Cordell Patterson. And yeah, and he, like I said, he, he's basically, he's Debo light and uh, you know, needed, needed that return, needed every yard of that return in that game and uh, breaks the all time record for return touchdowns. So in a week that didn't have many bests, <laughs> I'm going to give it to uh, someone who sets an NFL record and not in a bad way, Cordell Patterson. You're right. We we don't appreciate the special teamers uh, on this show very much. Uh, we do try to cover all bases, but there's some places you can go that just are all about the special teams and all about the kickers and the returners, and they'll give you all the, the love and information you could possibly look for. Uh, but, yeah, when there's something special like that and, and you, you're setting a record, yeah, that does deserve uh, to, to be recognized. Uh, now, if only my fantasy league could do return yardage uh, in addition to oh, receiving and yeah. rushing, then – Maybe I could have a chance to win a game uh, every now and then because the the, the touchdown counts with the yardage does not, and unfortunately I come up short again, uh, but no one cares about that. Uh, You smelled the pushiness in that uh, Bears-Falcons game uh, from a mile away. Right on that one. And the Bears are just so aggravating as a Bears fan. Again, they come up short again. Justin Fields is magnificent, but again, they just find a way to not get it done at the end. Uh, this time he gets hurt as well, which is just the worst. Um, God awful throw uh, to end the game uh, off of David Montgomery's hands for the uh, for the INT to, to seal it up for the Falcons. They were trying to uh, come back uh, after the big uh, young way coup field goal to, that Atlanta gets the lead, and the Bears had had a shot. They had to drive to try to win, but again, the, the kid just he, he's not Mac Jones, he's not uh, Zach Wilson, but he. he does still have those moments where it's like, ooh, that that's not good. You can't do that. You just you just can't do that. Yeah, the Jeff Okuda interception last week. You, you just can't throw that ball. <laughs> no, that one was bad. Uh, but really, well, that was a lost season last year for Justin Fields, right? With that that naggy. I mean, he you know. So all of this is is fairly recent. And uh, but again, they lose a twenty twenty seven twenty four game. Yeah. Was it quite thirty to twenty-seven, or or thirty-one to thirty, or thirty-five to thirty-two, and you know these scores that they've been putting up there? But again, they gave up another twenty-seven, and that that young Waku uh, field goal to win it was a bomb. Yeah, uh, he's 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 the man. He's got that job on lockdown in Atlanta, so uh, they're not going to be looking for any kickers anytime soon there. Uh, it, that does make me chuckle a little bit. Just, again, going back to my fantasy team that no one cares about, but I had. <laughs> I picked up Young Way Koo because 
every kicker I picked up that I cut got picked up by somebody else. I was like, I didn't know everyone liked my guy so much. You, you needed so the Bills I, kicker. That's who you needed. Yeah, I, I really did. Uh, the Ty, Ty, Tyler Bass, I think is his name, mm-hmm. um, with the six. But so I had Koo until until somebody uh, who had uh, the Bengals on the bye last week decided to cut uh, Evan McPherson. Oh. And the only reason I put in the waiver claim and picked him up was because the same guy, and I shouldn't be calling anyone an idiot with me, you know, losing all the games that I've been losing lately, but this <laughs> idiot drafted Evan McPherson in like the eighth round. He's like the second kicker off the board oh. after after Justin Tucker. If you value your kicker that much yeah. to go that high to drop, why are you cutting him in his bye week? If you love him that much, just get another kicker and hold on to him. So that's the only reason I've been just to spite this idiot that spent an eighth round pick on a place kicker and then cut him because it's his buy. Like if you love him that much, then then hold on to him. If you don't think that much of him, then don't draft him that damn high. What is your problem? I don't understand. It's trick things. you. It was all about tricking me. Yeah. Anyway, what um, was your worst of the week other than picking up Evan McPherson? That wasn't worse. That wasn't bad. He, oh, he was okay. great last week. Oh, okay. Um, well, good. All right. I still lost because I don't well, know what I I'm thought you were going to finish up the story by saying you picked up McPherson and you should have never gone away from Koo, but. No, Koo, Koo was fine, and but ah. McPherson was actually awesome as well uh, last week. Okay. He, 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 might, he was either my second highest or maybe my highest point scorer last week. Oh, no. Oh, no. Which shows that, yeah. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't bad, but I, I was just, it wasn't enough. But anyway. You just got to stop starting Davis Mills. Uh, believe me, that was uh, that that was never in the in the cards. I'm calling I'm calling a shot here that you and I are going to both have the same worst of the week. I, I, I never that confident, so I'm just really curious what yours is. Of course, it's your turn, but we'll see. It's not it's, it's not the one or the two. It's it, it's all of them. It's the whole fucking lot of them. Uh, General was 19 of 33 for 169. <laughs> Two yep. INTs, that awful pick six to the Fuller, and, and he got sacked five times. Uh, Zach was nine of 22 for 72 yards. It was about the worst effort you could imagine. Four sacks. Uh, was it two total yards of offense for the Jets in the second half of that game? Two in the entire second half. Mac Jones was, uh, wasn't much better as far as I'm concerned. I know he put up 246, but uh, – just all check down. Just all running yeah, backs and tight very, ends. That was a very Sam Bradford two forty six. <laughs> a lot of check downs, and he still got sacked. Twenty three of twenty seven for two forty six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, check down, check down. Uh, Baker twenty one of thirty three for one ninety six and two ints and four sacks. Uh, my guy Fields uh, buck fifty three a touchdown and interception and to get sacked four times with that kind of speed is a little. Uh, mind-boggling to me because, like, dude, you can run away from just about everybody. I don't understand how you allow yourself to get put down four times. Mariota, 13 of 20 for 131 in the, on the other side and, and a touchdown. Not much better uh, by him. Uh, Lamar, 209 and a pick and three sacks. What is, what's going on? Robert Sala has a word for all these quarterbacks. Dog shit. All of them. Not just Zach, not just Mac Jones, all of them. Like, this is about the worst collective effort of quarterback play that I can think of in a week. And I'm not even counting Stafford because he got dumplings again. So that's a whole nother category. This was just terrible on, on all levels this week, the quarterback play in the NFL, even the, the 
great quarterback play was like it was it was okay, but you know compared to it wasn't like somebody was going for you know four fifty and and five touchdowns or something. Like no, even the best was was like okay, that's good, that's nice. But the worst was just, oh god, just all all those yep. terrible quarterbacks. And I, and I don't have an award for it, but you know who had one of the nicest quarterback weeks that we're probably not going to talk about is Jimmy G. He's Garoppolo. I was about to say. That. And we said yeah. he's due. You know, we said, I said he's due for one of those two seventy with you know multiple touchdown weeks, and sure enough, the Cardinals were uh, were game. Yeah, two twenty eight isn't bad. No, but as, that, as, a, that, as a team, uh, right. But uh, no, you, you obviously you kind of uh, sprayed to all fields there yeah, on your all worst of, of the week. So uh, yeah, you called out the best on those, you know, best. So this is basically a, you're giving some collective awards and some collective punishment this week. Uh, I had to highlight one out of those group and and, and give it to, to Zach Wills. Uh, Dog shit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am going to say that we've now uh, gone past the I see dead people. You know, we're going to go full sixth sense <laughs> plot twist here that Zach Wilson isn't the one who sees dead people. He is the dead person. <laughs> he's the guy. Going, I see dead people. Yeah, he's the guy going through the whole movie who then at the end of the movie realizes that he's the dead guy. That That's hmm. Zach Wilson. So, uh yeah, just complete disappearing act for that Jets offense. Uh, the attitude that he had about it was also what gave him yeah. the worst of the week when they asked him after the game if there's anything more that the offense could do to help out the defense. And he just said, "Was greatest great quote here, no. Yep, that, that that's my, my – I was so shocked by that that that's my one word, Daniel. Welcome to the game, 72-71. When I that's heard that answer, answer. That, that's, that's my Daniel. Like, why did you do that? Why would you say that? What you, kind of leader are you? First of all, you're the quarterback of the team. You are the reason they lost. Come up with something. Even if you're not. Like, I've got to be better. You right. know, we all need to, you know, every phase of the game, blah, 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 blah. Give the canned answer. I know everybody hates to see it. So, so maybe we should be, you know, impressed that he just, nope, nope. There's nothing we could do better. That defense <laughs> only gave up three points. And we lost. <laughs> nothing, nothing I can do to help. Two yards in the second half. Nope, not my fault. <laughs> yeah, that was. A, what? We can talk about all those other performances and multiple, all three out of those guys between General Mills, Baker, and uh, your boy Ghost Boy all got benched yeah. off off of those. That those were so bad uh, that the that the Jets are now going back to Mike White. Uh, I don't even know who's going to start for Houston this week. Kyle Allen. Oh, yeah, Random Allen. I saw that. Random <laughs> Allen. And now we're getting Sam Darnold again. Original oh. Ghost Boy. Ghost Boy 1.0 <laughs> is, is now going to be back under center. So, yeah, no, Zach Wilson, that, that was brutal. Uh, it wasn't much better, like you said, it wasn't much better on the other side for the Patriots who get no. completely bailed out by their special teams and a, oops, we didn't see that block in the back, no call uh, from the officials, who then you know when they have to come back after the fact and clarify. Anytime they <laughs> Actually, have to clarify. it was kind of from the side, yeah, maybe. Right. I, I have seen way less than that called blocks in the back. 
And oh, I know yeah. and I, when I saw it live, I was like, crap, I lost this pick too. Cause that's coming back. And they're gonna, <laughs> it was so far. It was so close to the end zone. It was basically going to be kick the field goal anyways, but it was a three and a half point spread. And then when that had no flags, I mean that I, I said that the Dallas squish is what turned my week around. I think that might be what actually started turning my week around. The fact that I knew I had just stolen a pick. I was distracted by he was so close to the sideline. I was waiting for the replay to show that he stepped out. That's what I was no, hoping on. No, he didn't that, see. He didn't come close to stepping out. And then you know it was again. It was one of those where the block had no impact on the and play because the guy, the guy was, was not was, catching him. No, he was, he was not 10 catching yards him. clear of them. You know, about to walk into the end zone. And I was like, oh my god, I'm, I'm going to lose on that. <laughs> and they didn't call it. But then they quote unquote clarified it after the game. But no, in the middle mm-hmm. of all that was Zach Wilson just playing like complete ass. Deserves the benching. I, I was shocked they didn't go back to Flacco, but okay. But yeah, now and way. now he's going to be a healthy scratch for this game coming up too. Right, they're just demoting the, the him, uh, like Right, sit down, <laughs> shut up, go away. Uh, that that's great for the uh, what was that the third pick in the draft number no number two pick in the draft the second pick. Number Jeez, two. Yeah. So, yeah. So we can talk about all those other guys. I'm giving it to Zach Wilson, who not only was on the field, but then in the interview room completely immolates himself and then gets benched. Good job. Oh, it was awesome. It, it's the juxtaposition of him doing that at the same time as his head coach is calling his offense dog shit, which we've never heard that before. <laughs> uh, just completely going in on your own offense. No. And the receiver, uh, Garrett Wilson, saying, this shit is sorry, and we got to turn it around. Like, everybody else in the building is is being accountable for the quarterback at the same time that the quarterback is sitting there at the microphone not being accountable at all. That was perfect. That was I'm not chef's gonna, kiss. I'm oblivious yeah. to all of this. Beautiful work by Zach Wilson. The Jets have a playoff run caliber defense. Mm-hmm. And what their offense is, obviously it's too late to change anything. You're going to have to go with Wilson, Flacco, or Mike White. That This is what it's going to be. Um, I mean, it, man. We, I don't feel they're, sorry they're, for them because they knew what this was going they, into the season. I know. Season. They got to be missing they knew Mark who these Sanchez. Guys were. Mark Sanchez got that deep, <laughs> right, defense to a, at least to, to two title games. We have to hear that all the time, right, about how great yeah, Mark Sanchez yeah. was. Um, and they could use him right now. Uh, even though he might run into his uh, old lineman's ass every now and then. Well, yeah, uh, that was at the end. Two plays for the Patriots in that game on third and seven at the end of the third quarter uh, that highlighted the game, of course, is tied at three. Highlighted to me, the Patriots can't trust their quarterback any more than the Jets trust uh, right. Zach Wilson. It's not the Patriots, better for New England. They don't trust Mac Jones anymore at all. Third and seven, the end of the third quarter, they're trying to get into field goal range, and they call a run for two yards, and then on fourth and five, they call a run for no yards. They'd rather give it up and on downs than risk Mac Jones fucking it up and throwing it to the other team. They don't trust him anymore than the Jets (laughs) trust Zach Wilson. Uh, well, that moves us to smartest of the week. And if you if you stay true to form here, you're going to have nine guys that you're going to give this award to. 
I thought there were so many. Now, actually, if we were true to form, uh, we would both highlight some team that ran the ball a lot and say that's just the smartest thing. Just don't fuck up this game uh, by handing yeah. it to the quarterback. Well, and so that's today, what we... sort of, you saw I commented on, on, on Twitter uh, with, mm-hmm. with, with that stat that was thrown out there about how it's the most rushing yards in the league and the least passing yards in like 12 or 13 years, which we've talked about. I, I mean, we were on this one early about – the shift that's going to start to happen in the NFL. Cause we started seeing this a couple, three years ago with, with, with like Henry and Jonathan Taylor. And it's like the NFL defenses are not equipped to handle bruising, rushing attacks. Right. Um, and now it's starting to bear out in the numbers. You don't even have to be bruising anymore. Just have a, a, a cut, just one cut and hit yeah. that gap and go. Cause they're just wide open gaps all over these defenses. I, I don't know if I've seen this many wide open uh, run defenses before. There's just gaps. Just you just walk on the field. You just, the Falcons line up in gaps before the balls even snap. They're gaps. They gap themselves. <laughs> they don't even need the old line to gap them. They gap themselves before they even get started. That's not my smartest. My smartest is Detroit Lions. They make the adjustments that you have to make to to win some of these games. They take your fraudulent seven and two giants down because they actually made the smart adjustments in the game, multiple adjustments that I saw. First of all, Aiden Hutchinson dropping in the coverage and eating that. He's him. (laughs) uh, Eating that Danny dimes. INT. just give me that. I will gobble that up. Uh, That changed the game. It really did. The Lions were getting out schemed to that point. I'm getting, I'm getting JJ Watt vibes from Aiden Hutchinson. Wow. That's high praise. I'm just saying, he's, he, this, the, the pick against the Packers, he seems to mm-hmm. just kind of always be around, you know, uh, that defense, if it wasn't just, you know, complete crap, <laughs> um, he'd be a superstar in the well, making. They're, te- they're teaching him something. They they taught him how to, yes. to act like you're rushing up the field and then just completely stop and drop in the coverage and completely fool the quarterback who had no idea he was going to be standing there. Uh, so that, that flipped the, the script right off the bat, um, and they, like I said, the, I think the Giants were actually scheming it up and, and executing, uh, you know, because they got to rely on sort of bells and whistles a little bit. The, the Saquon Barkley decrease and decline has, has begun. He's not doing what he was doing the first half of the year, so they're trying to work around that and use their junior project and uh, have uh, Danny Dimes pick up some of the running slack. Um so they were uh, winning the battles and, and winning the scheme, uh, as far as I'm concerned, at that point. Then Detroit committing to shutting down Saquon, and re- they, they really physically uh, handled the Giants uh, in the second half of that game. And that's a that's a problem for the for the G-men. When you're getting uh, out-muscled, out-schemed is one thing, but when you're getting out-physicaled uh, by a team like the, the Lions, who aren't really known for that, uh, Lions bowled themselves up, and they made the adjustments, and they were actually the smarter team in the second half. That's why they got that victory. Oh, all right. Well, of course, you know, it helps that you had that one. Uh, absolutely. Well, I, I would hope I would be uh, pointing that out and recognizing smartness, even if I didn't make the pick. Okay. I would hope. I'm just saying, it doesn't hurt. It does not hurt. Okay. Uh, so, so what was your smartest? Well, I, I'm just segueing into that because I'm going with something I won. Oh, okay. <laughs> That had nothing to do with the fact that I won the pick. Um, we don't we'll, – we'll very rarely ever give smartest to the Dallas Cowboys. As you just <laughs> highlighted about their stupidity in getting Mike and Parsons hurt, which was stupid. 
but I'm going to give smartest of the week to the fact of, of Mike McCarthy at the very beginning of that game against the Vikings, you saw, you saw a little bit of Zeke, right? And it wasn't very good. And they went right back to Tony Pollard, who became like the game breaker in that game. And now Zeke, Zeke still came in and he, he vultured. He, he was definitely playing the Jerome Bettis role in that game, you know, because he's the bigger back and just, that's great if you want to use him. If they're start of, starting to figure out this is the way to use these guys, it, if that's what it's going to look like, there's potential there. You know, when you can kind of do this, you know, I go back and date myself here, but you kind of get that little bit of a thunder and lightning thing going, right? Sure. Where where you can have the the, 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 the pass-catching back, the light-fast guy gets to do all the work in between the 20s or even into the goal line area, and then you've got the back who can come. Not great from a fantasy perspective, but from just a, a straight X's and O's, really good. And uh, it went a long way. They both uh, – Pollard and Elliott still both ended up with 15 carries each. However, uh, Tony Pollard gets 5.3 yards per carry. Zeke gets 2.8, but falls into the end zone twice. <laughs> um, but lost in between that was the, you know, 65-yard touchdown, 68-yard touchdown pass that Pollard caught on a wheel route, and then the uh, other passing touchdown that he called that he hauled in. So, if that's the way they're going to use these guys. I think that's smart. So I'm going to give smartest of the week begrudgingly to Mike McCarthy. <laughs> and they, they got that balancing act that they have to do Mike McCarthy and, and Kellen Moore. They have to uh, make sure that, that, you know, uncle Jarrah, uh, yep. the, the coach and the real coach of the team and the GM and the, and the doctor and everything else. Uh, they have to make sure that they're starting Zeke and they're treating him like he's still the man and he's still the guy that, that they want to have eat. Uh, but it's pretty clear to everybody watching that they want Tony Pollard in there um, at least 50% of the time, maybe more. It, it might turn more towards, you know, a, a 60, 40 or a 70, 30 as the season goes on. But right now they're still start. They're still going with Zeke as the, as the nominal starter. When, when the first snap is taken, he's the running back on the field. And I think that that's good enough for Jarrah at the moment to just see, oh, that's my guy. He's a starter. They know that he's the man. Uh, but we, we, we have been seeing, uh, and everyone else has been seeing, who's the more effective and explosive uh, football player of the two. And clearly, uh, it's Tony Pollard. Yeah. So for, for one week, you got to give it where it's due. And uh, there wasn't that, a whole that lot sounded of sounded painful to you. There wasn't, well, there wasn't a whole lot of smart that happened. So the bar was pretty <laughs> right. low. <laughs> brings you, you to stupidest of the week. You see, I, I had to highlight the Detroit Lions for smartest. That that wasn't. Uh, yeah, we're talking uh, about the Lions and the Cowboys getting the smartest of the week. That, that shows uh, there wasn't a whole lot to, to choose from this week. Uh, for my dumbest of the week, uh, we'll go back to the the Jets New England finish, and we don't talk about special teams very much. And I'm going to talk about special teams. Because that punter for the Jets, Brandon Mann is his name. And, man, did you outkick your coverage. Uh, sending a, a line drive punt to Marcus Jones, who goes 84 to the house, to the crib, uh, to put New England over the Jets. Uh, I, I saw it when it happened and said, oh, my God, what is? <laughs> why did he do that? What is going on? 
the announcers, uh, whoever the announcers were for the game, pointed out. I think he outkicked his coverage there. Uh, Peter King in his Football Morning in America column wrote, uh, I love this line. This is exactly uh, why it's the dumbest of the week. Quote, you're not getting beat by Mac Jones from his 30 with 12 seconds left. <laughs> right. Just, just bomb that, that thing, thing out of in bounds. the air. Or bomb it out, out of bounds. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or lob it in the air. Just no reason to boom that thing and, and risk yourself uh, giving up that punt return for a touchdown. So, that was definitely the dumbest for me it was Brandon Mann, the Jets punter, losing that game and that pick for me. And, again, I don't think me losing that pick had uh, played a role in me picking it as the dumbest, but I don't know. Maybe it did. Maybe subconsciously it did. I don't know. I'm saying, you know, sometimes when we're giving these awards, I think there's a little bias there. Uh, I, I'm going to give my stupidest of the week to a, a game where we both lost the pick, and I'm going to okay. highlight a single player on a single play uh, – that's just you just doing something that you cannot do, showing the low AWR, uh, low Uh-oh. Madden awareness rating. I'm giving this to uh, Russell Wilson, Broncos country. Oh. Let's ride. Uh, oh no! Coming out of the coming out of the two minute warning at the end of that game, the Broncos, Broncos country. Let's ride. The Broncos are facing a third down. Raiders are out of timeouts. Right? They decide they're going to throw a pass. Okay. Russell Wilson drops back. There's nothing there. He's getting a rush. Instead of taking the sack, he just lobs it up out of bounds because, you know, these guys now are just, that's the move, right? Lob the thing out of bounds. Don't get sacked. Don't lose the yards. But he saved the Raiders in the process about 40 seconds. Yeah. Leaving them uh, almost the full two minutes at the end of that game to then go down and kick the game-tying field goal with, with 19 seconds left, by the way. Uh, yeah. And then in overtime, you can just give it collectively uh, to the Broncos' defense, just Ooh. completely not covering Devontae Adams. What the hell's going on out here? So, low situational awareness, and then no no defense at all against the best player on the other team. Uh, yeah, I'm giving stupidest of the week to Russ and, and Broncos country. <laughs> yeah, nice defense by the Broncos there on that uh, Devontae Adams overtime touchdown. Good job. Good effort, guys. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, he made a great juke move and got himself uh, wide open. I'm, I'm, I understand that, but even well, he still. He was Patrick Sertan's lunch that whole game. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, you know, that's what I was pointing out. Like, when you get the, the the best players on your team playing well at the same time, good things can yeah. happen. I, I and guess they both, uh, they both had a yeah. great game because Josh Jacobs he he compiled, but he still got over a hundred. And then Devontae Adams goes seven for a buck forty-one. I guess Boy Wonder was listening to me. I got I should have went with him. Uh, so Nate uh, Hackett is is throwing Russ under the bus for that. He called him out after the game and said, "Yeah, yeah we it'd be nice if we ran some clock at that point uh, instead of." <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe don't call a pass play. Maybe. <laughs> well, but maybe your veteran quarterback who's getting paid uh, seven hundred yeah. billion dollars. You know, no better than. Do you, you know, know who would have? Do you know who would have taken that sack? <laughs> Two hundred oh, IQ Tyler Heineken would have taken that sack. <laughs> he would have just dropped down on a knee. <laughs> and and got jacked up for a personal foul. <laughs> 
They should trade for Tyler Heineken. Uh, oh, than, you know what? Uh, They'd probably be a better team if they had Tyler Heineken as their quarterback. Uh, oh, the Broncos. Yeah. Um, They'd so be they a lot a, richer. Uh, They'd have a lot more money. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. what. I guess the Broncos are, are pretty much finished now at 3-7 and yeah. seven after that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was – Looking forward to like a second half resurgence and renaissance. Hey, Russ has been in Seattle for so many years. He just needs to get things acclimated. Yeah. He needs to get his feet wet. And once he gets to the second half, he's going to turn it around. And that does not look like that's going to happen. No, they'll have one good drive a game, and you go, oh, all right, I see what they're doing. And then they just disappear. <laughs> right and apparently, the... changing apparently changing play callers uh, wasn't the problem either. That, that didn't get it done. Well. At least he's trying. At least he's tried something, I guess, is the only thing I can say. That would be, what's your surprise? My surprise of the week. So the Bengals outclassed the Steelers, yeah. uh, which is not so much of a surprise. Uh, but you look at some of the people that was making plays for them. That's the surprise to me. Who the hell is Trenton Irwin? I've uh, never yeah. seen that guy or heard of him in my life. I just don't forget this. about the great Samaj P. Ryan. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just I, I saw this stringy haired, dirty looking dude running up, and I'm like, who in the hell is that running out there for the Bengals? So he goes uh, three catches for 42 yards and a touchdown for Cincinnati, looking for weapons to recover uh, from from Jamar Chase's injury. And uh, as you mentioned, Samaj P. Ryan, four catches for 52 yards and three of them to the house. Three yep. receiving touchdowns from backup running back Samaj P. Ryan filling in for Joe Mixon, who got dumplings uh, in the middle of that game. Uh, you expect T. Higgins to, to go nine for 148. That was yep. completely expected. Samaj P. Ryan and Trenton Irwin – uh, leading the Cincinnati Bengals to victory was definitely my surprise of the week. Wow. All right. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you there. I saw, I kept seeing Samaj P. Ryan hitting the end zone, and I'm just thinking there's going to be this one guy in, in, yep. in who's playing his 40 DFS lineups <laughs> Yep. who's got that one ownership share of Samaj P. Ryan who's going to win a, a whole boatload of cash. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm thinking about at that point. Because Joe Mixon uh, just disappeared from that game i don't know seven for 20 for yeah Joe I, Mixon I, in that game. I, I didn't um, see the, the highlights but yeah. apparently he got uh he got hit in the head yeah yeah and tj watts tried to win that game dumb. by himself for me you know and and just the the fact that the steelers were able to put up 30 uh yeah that's be, a surprise too. If, if there's a moral victory at all for steelers fans it's that they your, your team actually put up some points um, you scored thirty and lost. You pulled a you pulled a Bears move, but hey, you know you scored thirty. Well, Najee Harris has got a fire under under his behind. He's been yeah, playing he, a lot he, better the last few wants, weeks. Well, and Jalen Warren's now hurt, so right. You know, so Najee Harris could probably go right back to being awful again. He's going to have uh, James Conner syndrome. Oh, don't don't wish that on him. You know, he was great <laughs> when he was the the second guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then as soon as Le'Veon Bell. Uh, he was like, poof, gone. Well, once Le'Veon Bell was gone, then that's when Connor sucked, right? It was always mm-hmm. the threat of the guy. So now that the threat of the guy is gone, Najee Harris is going to have, you know, 13 carries for 19 yards this week. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, 
Steelers got to get some street uh, running back and get get another fire lit under him. That's yeah. the key. Uh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my uh, I'm gonna give my surprise of the week to seeing uh, Melvin Gordon and Daryl Henderson in street clothes after mm. their performances this last week. Just straight up cut uh, the Rams, which makes no sense. Uh, Daryl Henderson started as the top of the depth chart running back for that team. Uh, now he's off, just off the team on the street, got just straight up cut. Uh, Rams are the worst running team in football. And if you're going to cut somebody, wouldn't you cut Cam Akers? I'm just saying. Uh, I, that makes sense to me, but I think they're, they might think there's trade value with maybe him. The maybe? I don't know. Because Cam Akers has been possibly the yeah. worst running back in football this year. Uh, and then Melvin Gordon fumbled again, uh, yeah. and, and apparently, you know, if I, let's see, we, uh, we're, we we move on from guys, we, we take away play calling duties. So now we're going to blame Melvin Gordon. He's the boy, the, the the wheels are just falling off the bus of the uh, Denver Broncos here every, every week. Just another piece just of the armor that Nathaniel Hackett seems to have just keeps getting knocked away. And, and I, I'd be shocked. At least that was makes it to next season. Yeah, I know. I've seen that in, in multiple places. I was um, there before it was cool. <laughs> I had him fired back in like week two. I'd uh, at, at least the Melvin Gordon thing is actually part of the plan. Cause that was the entire plan uh, at the beginning of the season was for Javante Williams to eventually take yeah. over as the man. And then they would uh, get rid of Gordon down the line. But of course, uh, Javante Williams hurt himself. Uh, but they still get rid of Gordon anyway because he's just uh, untenable with he, all the fumbles. He's bad. He, he's yeah. bad, yeah. He just can't hold on to the football. He's, he hasn't lost many of those fumbles, but he's putting the ball on the turf all the time. And he's doing it until, like, in the one game, didn't he have two goal line fumbles? Oh, man, yeah. You know, back when we were still making excuses for Nathaniel Hackett? <laughs> so, yeah. Yes, yes, he did. So now we've just got guys just straight up, you know, starters just straight up just getting cut midweek yeah and as far as the rams go i mean they can do whatever they want with with their running backs it's 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 so over for them it's just is this the worst we've ever seen a super bowl (sighs) winner i'm hard pressed to think of another yeah let's have a moment And well, they sold dual... their souls. They sold their souls. They, they got they got the title. Yeah, they got the title. There's a dual meaning for that taps to me. This is Matthew Stafford's, I guess, second concussion. They're sort of doing the tour thing with him. They're pretending like it's yeah. not a concussion, even though it is a concussion. So this is second one in close range. Stafford has nothing left to prove. I'm I'm if, if I'm Stafford, I'm I'm finished. I'm calling it a day. I, I got my title. I, I got all the yardage records uh, when I was with the Lions and with Megatron. I, I proved myself uh, number one overall pick. Um, people questioned my toughness early in my year. I was called China Doll and all that. I rose up from that to be one of the tougher quarterbacks in the league. I, I don't need this anymore. The team sucks. We got our title. We sold out everything. We're, we're finished. Um, and now I'm getting concussed. And my wife's crying on podcasts and stuff like that. I, I don't. I don't need this. If I'm Stafford, I'm not coming back. I'm 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 done. I got my title, and then I'm, you know, adios, everybody. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, especially just, to come back to that offensive line, right? To get a third concussion, basically. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. So what's your letdown? 
Well, there's so many to, to choose from uh, for my letdowns. Uh, the game you already referenced, but now I'll get to uh, take another uh, aspect of it and, te- and try to tear into it. Did the Minnesota Vikings not know that Dallas could rush the quarterback coming into that game? Did they have no idea that you can pressure? Wait, seven-step drops against that pass uh, rush? Come on. That, that, that's what you call, right? The first Kirk Cousins drop back of the game, strip sack by Michael Parsons. First one. Yeah, yeah. That was bad. So they immediately, immediately the Vikings failed to get the memo. Immediately failed to protect them. 13 pressures, 13 quarterback hits, seven sacks. That's what the uh, Cowboys produced in that uh, yeah. whooping of the Vikings. Uh, and also, did Minnesota not know that Tony Pollard would be part of the passing attack? Like, they had, did you not have any idea that he catches balls out of the backfield? Like, that 68-yard touchdown, that was awful. He was covered by a linebacker. Had no mm-hmm. chance. That's just flailing. Route. And and also and just like when Marshall Falk would run those routes, linebackers would be flailing at air and just yep. completely have no idea, <laughs> no chance at all to catch them. Uh, That's exactly yeah. what happened. The the Vikings um, gave up an over sixty percent pressure rate in that game. So I don't care who you are, uh, you're not. I don't care what quarterback you are when, when you're facing. The, Mad rush, sixty percent of the time, uh, it's not going to go well. Maybe change like up they, the game plan a little bit. Uh, it, they acted like they didn't know that was going to happen. That's what it looked like from you know watching from right. thousands of miles away or whatever. Like they didn't uh, know they were playing the number one pass rush in the league. They sure didn't look like it. Uh, Pollard was a leading uh, pass catcher on the game, by the way, for the for the for the Cowboys. Uh, yes, yes, he was. Six catches for a buck oh nine and the two touchdowns, and oh, and also had eighty yards rushing. But I guess the Vikings didn't see that coming either. That was my big letdown. Like, what what were you guys doing out there? They, they um, so now what are they eight and two um, and point yes. differential on the season uh, under? Yeah, and they've actually I, given up more points than they've scored, and they're eight and two. The only thing that the Vikings have going for them are the Packers, the Bears, and the Lions. That's the only thing that the Vikings have going for them. I mean, um, are they getting into, like, fake territory? Uh, it, it's, when you, 40 to 3 is not, real teams don't lose 40 to 3. I'm just, I, I don't think. Yeah. They're the, the yep. two, the two really strong, I mean, they beat the, they beat the Bills. They had the big comeback. Uh, fine. Um, the Eagles and the Cowboys whooped them. Yeah. And all the rest of their yeah. wins have been by, you know, single single scores, obviously, because mm-hmm. you get whipped by two teams and you have a negative point differential, <laughs> you're, you're squeaking games out. So um, talking about not having a concept or having a plan, it seems like this is a recurring theme for my letdown of the week. I, I got to give it to the Ravens. How many times do we have to talk about a team on this show where we just don't know who they are or what they're trying to do offensively. Um, yeah, they they beat the uh, they beat the Panthers, the the dead cat bounce multiple time Panthers. They beat them by ten. Great. Uh, that was a three three game going yeah. into the fourth quarter against a team that should have just that should have been an absolute squash match for Baltimore. They need one of those, and they let that team. They let Baker Mayfield and those terrible stats that you read off about him. <laughs> uh, Deontay Foreman ran for 
2.2 yards per rush in that game. Uh, No business at all letting the Carolina Panthers hang around in that game, but there they are, 3-3 in a toss-up game going into the fourth quarter against a team they should have probably been up three touchdowns on by that point. So, boy, as much as I just want to – I want to like the Ravens. I want to believe. You know, we talked about this earlier in the Mm -hmm. season, right? I want to believe. I'm now going to have the I want to believe poster on my wall with the Ravens logo on it because I want to believe they're good. But the evidence keeps pointing out that they're they're more eh than they're good. That was so Raven. Um, as we have been uh, observing, the defense seems to have their swag, and they they seem to be on point and, and getting rounded into shape uh, for a great stretch run themselves. The yeah. offense needs to wake up. They are asleep right now. Gosh. Yeah, I, I mean they got Mark Andrews back. They 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 got a probably the career game from Demarcus Robinson in in <laughs> that game. Um, ran the ball okay. They've been really leaning on Kenyon Drake, who's had a couple of you know at least efficient games for them. But it, when when the field starts to compress and it, Lamar doesn't have anywhere to really run, and you got to start getting balls into tighter tighter windows. It, it's not looking pretty. No, it's just like it has been going, unfortunately, uh, in every season for Lamar. Uh, as the yeah. season winds, you know, winds on and uh, he gets away from the beginning when he looks so great, uh, and, and teams start to key on him and, and strategize and, and find out, okay, stop that deep middle, stop those tight ends down the seam, and he doesn't really have anything else to go. Uh, just like every other year, it's getting to that point where the you know the carriage is turning into a pumpkin, and Lamar Jackson and and the uh, the Ravens offense is is uh, I guess they're kind of struggling to to go to another award, um, but that man they they I don't I don't know what to say anymore. I I've been as critical as anybody uh, when Lamar plays yeah. like this, and and uh, he he gets a free pass from a lot of people. Man, you gotta you gotta start showing something other than uh, I can break out of the pocket and run for a lot. Okay, that's great. But when they contain you, when they keep you in the pocket, what what are you gonna do? What can you do? And he well, hasn't shown uh, consistency. Well, and all the people who were propping up Lamar and and overlooking this are all the people who are trying to tell us that he's gonna get the bag. I I am not giving him the bag if I am a GM. He probably is gonna get the bag. But that doesn't mean that he's arrived, right? Or uh, that he's, he's or got that a lot of work to be, go. Or that's going to be the correct business decision. Yeah, he's, he's still got a ways to go. Um, just waiting on him to, to figure that out, and, and it might be a, a matter of, of of a coaching change, a scenery change. Um, reminded me a little bit of, of Kaepernick when uh, Jim Harbaugh left and then went to Michigan. That he just stopped growing as a quarterback. Maybe. Uh, there needs to be a, a quarterback guru that comes in and, and teaches Lamar and shows him the way. But uh, right now, Greg Roman, uh, he's had his chance. It hasn't worked. I yeah. would I would make that move if I were, uh, you know, John Harbaugh. Uh, ironically, speaking of Harbaugh, um, I, I would make a change there and, and see if I can get something uh, sparked because right now this this is as stagnant as it gets. Yeah, and we and we this is not a new thing for us. We weren't giving awards out for this. 
in past years, but you, you and I have been somewhat, like I would say, almost hypercritical of the Ravens at times on this show as far as w- w- what are you doing? Mm-hmm. How do you, yeah, this isn't good. What is your this, identity? This is, right. You'll, you'll beat teams like the Panthers in the regular season. This, then you'll get to the playoffs and find out it's a completely different story and you are going to lose. You're, 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 you're going to end up making Marlon Humphreys look right. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. Uh, so, so we brought up Joe. Struggling. Uh, I'm going to give my struggling to uh, – it, it was a very bad, no good trip to Mexico for the uh, Arizona Cardinals. It was uh, – <laughs> yeah, I hope they didn't drink the water. Uh, they played like they did. Um, uh, not, not, a, not a good Mexican excursion. No Kyler. Um, it already lost Zach Ertz for the season going into the game and then the game started and the, the coaching and the talent already was on the 49ers side entering the game as far as I'm concerned. Um, and they, they had way more intensity on top of that. The cars did not react uh, to the way the Niners came out. They didn't react to the crowd. It was a great atmosphere again. It was uh, similar to Munich. You could tell it was a stadium full of people that were very, very happy to uh, have the, an NFL game there, a regular season game. And, um, they they were they were hype and it was uh, uh, great to watch on TV. But the cards uh, they didn't match it. They didn't match the atmosphere, the intensity, or anything else, uh, particularly in their feeble run efforts. It was it was not good to watch. Uh, it's hard to be better than the Niners in this one. Uh, they blocked better. They made plays, timing accurate throws from from uh, Jimmy G. Um, the defense was ferocious. Um, and on top of all of that. Cardinals assistant coach Sean Kugler uh, got called yeah. for illegal use of hands. <laughs> yes, he did, and he just got fired. And he is out. Got uh, thrown off the team and sent back to uh, to America before the game even started because something happened in Mexico City Sunday night where he was uh, accused of groping a woman. And got well, what happens in Mexico City that. stays in Mexico City. Uh, apparently, and he gets thrown out and, of Mexico and, City. And, and so does the Arizona Cardinals line <laughs> coach or whatever. But yeah. Yeah, so not good for them. So, so who was struggling for you? Oh, yeah, hit it, Joe. Struggling. Uh, I'm, I'm giving this one to your boy, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, mm. That performance, quote-unquote performance, uh, against the Titans on Thursday night was not good, uh, to the point where you actually started to look at it, and Rodgers was, for the first time, sort of you know self-reflective on the fact that he was the reason, uh, even though he didn't quite do that as bad as like he should have like in the Lions game. But I think enough of this finally comes through where Rodgers was missing wide open guys yeah. in that yeah. game. And then it comes out this week that he's had a broken thumb for five weeks. <laughs> so you know who else is struggling? Uh, the, the NFL's injury reporting it's Quote completely unquote. bogus injury reporting. So you're telling me Aaron Rodgers has been playing with a broken thumb for five weeks, and we no reporting of this. Is he is he showing up as questionable thumb? Any of that stuff? No, not not as far as mm-hmm. I can recollect. Um, so yeah, that probably doesn't help. It, it probably starts to explain a little bit of the performance deficiency, uh, but still. You're, I mean, wide open guys. I mean, there, he was missing throws to guys who had nobody with 
within 10 yards any direction around them. And, and he's airmailing them in or throwing them out of their reach. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was, was struggling. Not an award that he's going to get or would have gotten many times if we've given this award out over the years. But, you know, we're getting towards the end here for some of these guys, and it wasn't pretty. This year, between you and me, he's probably gotten struggling. This is probably about his third or fourth award, so yeah. he's, he's setting a record. He hasn't um, had any he had any good awards this year. No. Uh, speaking of that game, uh, the the Titans weren't struggling. They were winning ugly and yeah, doing weren't. what they were supposed to do and uh, well, celebrating. Hill. You know who else was struggling in that game was the Packers' coverage. Uh, mm. They they did their job. They sold out to stop Derrick Henry, which is exactly what you're supposed to do. And then decided to. Uh, just not cover anybody in the secondary. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Well, the Titans, uh, you know, put together the game plan and got those guys open and did what they were supposed to do. Yep. And then they got on the plane and celebrated a little too much. So, again, with these coaches uh, doing things that they're not supposed to do. Struggling. Todd Downing, what's what, what's going on, my man? The, the Titans OC uh, gets back to, uh, to right. Tennessee. Uh, hops in the ride and drives home and wait, there's a small problem with that. You're really drunk. <laughs> so he gets himself arrested oh, for, yeah. for for drinking and driving. He um, got popped. Wait, so you had, you, had, you had two strugglings this week. <laughs> I, I didn't have that written down. It just reminded oh, me when you okay. brought up that game. Got it. Yeah. That there's another coach out there this, uh, this past week that, uh, uh did a little something he wasn't supposed to be doing. So not a good week for, for assistant coaches. Oh man. So you gave out, I believe did you, you gave your, your what uh, the fuck, right? You gave out your Danielle. Uh, Zach Wilson saying Zach that he Wilson, was not yeah. no. the reason that they, that they lost that game. We was can't my, even get what? that drop. It's just a guy saying, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and I also want to get the dog shit from uh, Robert Sala, but I can't point. find yeah, I can't oh, find that un, unedited. Uh, ah, everyone you know, has got that bleached out. it'll be out there somewhere. You'll find that somebody out in the will, wild eventually. Uh, yeah. Somebody will leak it somewhere. Well, lay it on me there, Daniel. Thank you. Uh, Antonio Brown, man. Still? Still <laughs> doing shit? what he did this week? I, I actually missed this week. This week's version uh, of Antonio, he's, he's like Kanye now. Like, what the hell did he do he, now? He went, I think it was on his Instagram, and posted Photoshopped nude pics of Giselle. Oh, for the love of God. He's been obsessed with her ever since it, yeah. it came out that, that that divorce was, was coming down the and, pike. And then a couple of weeks ago, when he put out the, 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 the private texts between him and Brady, which actually make Brady look like the good guy. <laughs> like, Brady's, like, you can see trying to help this guy and, and give him, like, I know he's he's being hard on him, but he's being hard on him, like, in a, like, big brother kind of hard on him way, like a tough love kind of way. Because I'm reading through those, and I'm like, yeah, these, these, some of these are some harsh statements, but... He, they're true <laughs> you know it's like he's trying to set you set you right help you get in the uh a b man yeah. what the fuck um uh, <laughs> not even playing and i i, I mean yeah 
just to, to, to post these, 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 these photoshopped, like clearly fake pictures. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I, I don't see a, a, a happy ending to this story. I hate to say it, it's very sad, but I, I don't know. Is, I don't know if this is, uh, you know, all from when he got the Grammy or, or what's going on, <laughs> or if he's got some CTE going. I, I am not saying it, it's possible. Um, there's something going on upstairs with AB that, 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 that doesn't, doesn't work. And, uh, you know, with, with the antics and then the, the, the quitting mid game, you know, like he did with run, ripping off the shirt, running off the field, and now, like, on this personal mission to defame the name of the GOAT, but failing miserably at it, too, at the same time. Uh, man, I don't know what, to, what else to say. To yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't aware of that recent, uh, but that's just... Yeah, just, uh, this one just popped up, like, two, two, three days ago. I saw that, and I was like, oh, there's an award. That's an easy one. <laughs> That's just the latest on the progression of the things that he's been posting about Giselle. Like he clearly is, all he's doing is displaying to the world he has a heart on for Giselle, and that doesn't really right. uh, or accomplish that anything. Or that he's trying, he's doing that because that's Brady's ex, and he's trying to get under Brady's skin or something. I don't know, but it's just this constant self-destructive behavior. Um, it's not good. Yeah, I'm no doctor, neither are you, but nope. uh, to me, um, we can blame it on football, and it might that might have something to do with it, but to me, he's displaying very similar behavioral traits, just like Kanye West, and, and Kanye didn't play football. Uh, I think they both have, like, serious issues, like bipolar, like something that yeah, needs to possible. be diagnosed and treated right. medically, but... You can't make a man sit down uh, and get diagnosed and get medically treated for something that he refuses to sit down and, and admit. So, yeah, I'm, I'm exactly with you as far as I don't see it ending well either for either for either him or Kanye. I think both of them are probably uh, headed towards uh, you know, putting a, a gun in their mouth. Not that I'm uh, wishing it on them, but I can absolutely see that. Because when you're tortured, when you're that mentally tortured yeah. that you have to keep doing things like that, like, like what Kanye does and what – Antonio Brown does to keep trying to get attention from everybody. You clearly uh, are, are screaming out to everybody uh, for help. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of those people don't have the, the loved ones around to help them. Uh, and right. I wish everyone did. I wish everybody had a support system. Uh, but those guys clearly do not uh, have the people around to like Kim Kardashian had to just say enough of this shit. I, I got to I got to go. Um, yeah, but so whoever had... sits around, whoever sits around and makes these like dark side of football shows or any of those things, they've already got an Antonio Brown episode in the can. They just need the last like ninety seconds of it. That's well, all they... they're waiting for now. They they have to keep editing. They have to keep. There's more stuff that happens. <laughs> and they have to keep figure. Okay, we got, how do we fit this in? Wait, what what, what we... incident? What do we cut? Yeah, what what incident yeah. do we take out to make room for the latest one that he did? Yeah, it's it's a, it's a whole. We have to do a montage. Oh, it, it's terrible. Uh, so that's our uh, week eleven recap, and we are going to get to our triple gobble to pick these games uh, for week twelve. Well, I, actually, did we uh, leave out anything about our week eleven recap? We the uh, yeah, you, you touched you touched on the Eagles and the Colts. Um, uh, we, we didn't really talk about that game. Uh, you know, I found. Did, did you find yourself rooting for the Colts? A little bit. I did. Uh, you know, 
I, you know, just because, again, it's that story where you've got the team that has no business doing what they're doing, and it looks like they're going to win, and then they find a way to It just happens so just... often, but yeah. No, hey, uh, I don't know. Clearly, this team is bought into this whole Jeff Saturday thing. I don't know what the shelf life is on this, but right. for now, for, right, right, it will wear out. Eventually, you're going to have to just coach. Um. But he's obviously got them bought in because they dominated the majority of that game against Philly. And could have held on for the win if they could protect Matty Ice from the geriatric uh, Eagles defensive line getting after him. They'd (laughs) sack him on third after the A.J. Brown fumble. That's Matt Ryan on a third down. Yeah, yeah. There's only one outcome. Uh, there's one more, more, most likely outcome. Just because there's three true outcomes doesn't mean that it's always going to be the one. Because there's there's others. Oh man, if it's Matt Ryan in a critical spot on a third down, especially if it's yeah. third and long, he's taking a sack. <laughs> uh, so they allow uh, Jalen Hurts to rally back, and then Nick Sirianni very fired up and very happy for that win. They they did it for Frank Reich. He was very uh, emotional and and let everybody know that, that you know he's yeah. a former assistant there under Reich and. Uh, he, he told everybody, right? Should you, you don't want to know my feelings about right getting fired because that's something uh, I can't really get into. Yeah. Uh, so he was very happy for that. And we, uh, we, uh, I guess Justin Herbert's feeling better. Yeah, yeah. The offense uh, keeps moving closer to normal. Uh, they cover the number against the Chiefs. Over nine yards per attempt in that game. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we, I mean, I joked as you texted it, me, his depth was, of his depth of target looks pretty good. <laughs> Well, it was after that first play bomb. Oh, yeah. Just absolute bomb touchdown that he throws like, you know, 50 yards, 55 yards in the air uh, on that long, on that long bomb touchdown to Josh Palmer. I'm like, I text you. I'm like, well, looks like the A dot's all right. (laughs) Um, And then they they were in position for the win. Yeah. And then, well, that's Andy Reid versus. (laughs) Ass clown, so, yeah. You know, not Matt Patricia ass clown bad, but you know, that Brandon Another Staley, oh, out of the class. situation. No, 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 not that bad. We might have one of those no. though uh, tomorrow night. Mm. Uh, yeah, we'll. Uh, I guess we can get to uh, to tomorrow night's picks. Um, I, I should play the plugs just because I might forget uh, next Saturday because it's only an hour show. So we'll get those out of the way. If you want to hear where you can find our picks and where you can listen to our show for the next couple of minutes, I'll be here to let you know that. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Not on the radio, but only here on the website, blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed, at IMLD Dre when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason is on Twitter too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast where you get the live show and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, come back to the show page and look through our archives or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show, downloaded straight to you. 
You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address, inmuchlessdetail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is inmuchlessdetail.blogspot.com. Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at IMLDDre and at IMLDJTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of Jay and Me and is solely performed for our entertainment as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the express written consent of Jay or me is strictly prohibited. So these uh, turkey games I'm going to put up uh, on... What am I going to do? Am I going to tweet them or am I going to put them on the blog? I'm trying to... I can't remember how I usually uh, put up the uh, Thanksgiving games. I think Uh, you blog them. I, that's what I was going to guess. I, yeah, I think you log out the triple gobble, usually. Okay. Because uh, Thursday night games uh, is uh, on Twitter is fine, but these are three games, so that would be uh, right. quite the number of tweets. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll be sending out these uh, picks on the blog after the uh, show is over. The triple gobble games, all 16 teams are in action this week, but six of them are in action on Turkey Day tomorrow. Um, so let's get started with our triple Gobble. Ah, missed that. We didn't have that last year. We missed our show. I, did I, get, I think I got sick or something oh. um, last year. So I, I know we didn't have a triple gobble show for whatever whatever the reason was. In any event, we start off tomorrow morning up in Motown with the Buffalo Bills, who played in Motown last Sunday. It's their yeah. home away from home. We both thought it would be this, you know, the, I guess, uh, smart move or the, uh, the the move that makes sense for the Bills to just, you know, set up shop and yeah. not even go back to Buffalo, just stay right they there because they they went back home. They wanted to, yeah. you know, take take care of their families and check on their loved ones and uh, shake the hands of the people that dug them out of the snow and and got them on the Use plane. Their own, to, uh, I, to I get it, you know, home home cooking, their own training yep. facilities, you know, sleep in their own beds. Uh, so they'll be in Detroit, though. Yeah, it's like it's like might as well yeah. travel light. So they uh, fly back to Detroit for their Thanksgiving game tomorrow, which I've been looking forward to all year. Is just the biggest squish of the year. But then the Josh Allen injury happened. It's like eh, I don't know. Oh, I don't so know. We'll see how we... Oh, are you putting money on it? I mean, are you that sure? Oh, I am not putting money on any of these games oh. tomorrow. I want to enjoy my Thanksgiving. I don't want to be stressed out. Uh, so for this one, uh, the Bills at seven and three go to the Lions, uh, who are four and six. Uh, Bills will still not have their linebacker Tremaine Edmonds with a groin injury. Detroit will not have their best cornerback Jeff Okuda, who's dumpling, so that's a big deal for them. Um, and this one, the Bills are the big favorite; they are minus ten at the Lions. Yeah, that line snuck under ten for a lot of the week, and I think people got wise to that and moved that thing back to ten. I believe I concur with your initial assessment of this game way back when the schedule came out. This is a squash spot. Uh, I'm sorry, squash spot for the bills. Um, they had no problem squashing uh, Cleveland, who I think put up a will end up putting up a lot more resistance than the Detroit lions will. And hey, all credit to the lions. They're the ankle biters. 
They're on a three-game win streak. Uh, yeah. A, yeah, a 15-9 to nine win in that ugly game over the <laughs> Packers. Uh, beating the Bears, um, yeah. who, what, missed an extra point, and Josh Fields threw one of the ugliest pick sixes you'll see all season. And they beat, beat the frauds. And they beat the frauds. That's their mm-hmm. three-game win streak. I think that that comes crashing down here. Um, love the over. Now, this has already got a high total. I want to say it's up to 54, 54 and a half. Love the over on this one. This game truly has like 44-27 vibes to me. It, it's got the potential to really go over, I think, the number in a big way. Um, I still like the Bills, though. I don't think that the Lions – I think the Lions can hang around for a while. But Bills, Josh Allen's elbow seems to be getting better. I don't think they're going to have that that malaise like they had in the first half against Cleveland with all the uncertainty with Snowmageddon last week. So love the Bills in this spot. Not locking it up. I'm not locking up any of these three. I'm saving my lock for the, the weekend slate <laughs> because weird, weird stuff happens on Thanksgiving. So nothing here is lock worthy to me, but I love, I love the bills, love the over too. Um, I will uh, lightly debate the uh, over under portion of the pick because uh, we're definitely concurring on the spread part. The reason I think that's uh, that's a big number, 54. It is. The reason I the reason I want the uh, under for that is because I think the Lions. Uh, being one of those many teams that is just getting gashed on the ground this year, giving up 5.2 yards per carry. I think it's going to be a game where the Bills can take it easy. They don't have to have Project uh, show off through the air uh, with his arm. I think the Detroit will let Buffalo rush more than they normally would, um, and they don't have to use Project uh, as much through the air. They'll use Project a little bit on the ground, but they'll use their running backs uh, as well. I think it's going to be a, a, a lower, not low scoring, but lower scoring game because there'll be a lot of clock running, be a lot of uh, ground yardage being eaten up by the Bills. Uh, Bills pressure has to to show up for this one uh, in order to uh, prevent a big comeback by uh, golf and the Lions, which they're capable of because they're the ankle biters, but uh, 92 pressures for the Bills, that's top 10 in the league, so I don't uh, have any fear of Detroit making a late comeback and covering a number, even though they're, they're good at that. They they very well well might do that, but I'm gonna concur with you and say that the Bills put them down by by multiple touchdowns. Yeah, and they've been they've been tight lipped though about if this is the week that Tre'Davious White comes back. So I don't know if there's been an official announcement on that because they've been really he's off IR, but they keep playing this. Well, he's gonna play. Well, no, he's not. Well, he's gonna play. No, right. no, he's not. They keep doing this every week. Uh, eventually, he's gonna play. Eventually, he has to play, or else they'll lose him for the year. So. Right. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen anything uh, about it either. But uh, in this one, hopefully they, they won't need them. But uh, we're both going to concur and yeah. give the 10. All right. In the <laughs> traditional afternoon game, uh, it's the Dallas Cowboys at home, and this time they get a division rival in the New York Giants. This is actually two winning records. The Giants and the Cowboys have the same exact record. They're 7-3. and three. The Giants and the Cowboys are the same. Yeah. yeah, they're exactly the same. Sure. Okay. Uh-huh. The Cowboys beat the Giants up in New York uh, or in New Jersey, twenty-three to sixteen on Monday night in Week Three. Um, and that one, they definitely did the same thing. You just mentioned what they did in uh, Minnesota, where they were splitting the carries, and pretty much the exact same results: uh, fifteen carries for Ezekiel Elliott, fifteen for Tony Pollard, and Zeke had the scores, but less yardage uh, per 
per run, and Pollard yep. actually had the more explosive plays and more yards, but they combined for a buck seventy eight on the ground, and that's uh, so they've known what they need to do for quite a while. <laughs> they just need to actually do it. Um, so they did it last week, and we'll see if they keep it up and do it this week. Giants have a lot of injury issues. Uh, they just started getting some wide receiver production out of Wandale Robinson. Then he tore his ACL. Yeah, done. It's over. Um, and they have three different offensive line starters out for this game as they take on Micah Parsons and the Dallas Cowboys. That would seem to not be uh, good news for the Giants. Uh, although Parsons had a, a knee situation coming out of that game against Minnesota, but he appears to be okay. Um, in this one, we have the same number. Giants uh, are also plus 10 uh, at the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm actually – so a little bit of the opposite here. I'm actually going to go – I'm going to take uh, – the Giants go under this number here and take the points. I think two teams that are – again, it's the same philosophy like I had with Washington Philly. It's two teams. They don't like each other. They're divisional opponents. They both know what the other team is going to do, but they're both run-heavy teams. So I think you just hold down the opportunities in the game enough that I think that the Giants are able to either just keep this thing somewhat tight through most of the game and it comes down to one of those, you know, final possession type games late or they're able to squeak up, you know, they're able to throw themselves under the number or they get a play just to, you know, something weird happens. They they kick a late field goal, they get a late touchdown just to kind of get them under that number. But I think when you have these teams, you know, obviously I don't think this goes the way that the the Vikings game went for the Cowboys because this is not a team with the Giants that's really going to feature a lot of, you know, deep drops and throws. This is, this is going to be a little bit more rhythm, timing, plus that quarterback uh, – you know, Danny Dimes, he's going to be able to take off and run a little bit, so maybe do a little damage there. Uh, Saquon Barkley had no problem putting up the numbers against the Cowboys, so maybe hopefully this is a get-right spot for him because he's kind of disappeared the last few games. Uh, mm-hmm. Last week was downright awful uh, against the Lions, so don't know if that's a an issue going on with him or did the Lions just say, nope, no way he's beaten us. <laughs> that's the only way we lose this game correctly. And, and they just went after uh, Saquon Barkley. So that's a long way of me saying that I'm taking the Giants in the points. Yeah, I, I think the top two running backs uh, at the beginning of the season are both uh, entering the second half and starting to wear down a little bit because they were just carrying everything on their shoulders. And I think uh, it's asking a lot to ask someone to carry a team for 18 games, 17 games, uh, on their back like that. So both Nick Chubb and Saquon Barkley, I think, are starting to uh, hit that decline a little bit. Um, it's hard to see the Giants protecting Danny Dimes better than what Minnesota did uh, to, for, for Kirk Cousins. I don't think they're going to uh, stand any better of a chance of slowing down the, the Cowboys' uh, pass rush and pressure attack, uh, Saquon falling back. Um, I think Dallas has it on both ends, uh, in the air and on the ground. I think they have the advantage on the Giants, um, I, I think uh, that they played that close game on Monday night because the Giants were uh, at home. They were fired up. That was the beginning of the year still where they were still getting that sort of new coach uh, smell, if you want to call it that. They were getting the uh, rallying around um, Ryan Dable. Uh, I, I don't want to say they're falling off of that completely, but this feels like a, a squish for the Cowboys. I think they're just in a much better 
position than the Giants at this stage of the season. So I'm going to give the 10 uh, and take the, the Cowboys. I'm taking both the favorites so far tomorrow, uh, giving, giving the double-digit points. All right. And then in our nightcap, it's the GOAT coach versus Kirk Cousins. It's the 6-4 and four Patriots and the 8-2 and two Vikings. Every team that's got a winning record has got a better point differential than those Vikings. So make of that what you will. Uh, Vikings are going to be down their left tackle, uh, Christian Derisaw. Bad enough to get beat up by the Cowboys, but then they also lost their left tackle. Yeah. He's dumplings. Um, in this one, Patriots are definitely not 10-point dogs. They are plus 2.5 at the Vikings. And and the Patriots also have a, a sneaky good pass rush too. It's uh not showing mm-hmm. up in a lot of the grades, but it is it it's there. Um here's where the Chaco Hooters comes up for me. This is GOAT mm-hmm. coach against prime time Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I'm taking the Patriots to win. Yeah, it's it's tempting to do that. Um, I'll just say that the PFF podcast pointed out that that impressive New England defense, they're doing it against some really bad quarterbacks, man, like really uh, terrible, terrible quarterbacks. And whatever you think of Kirk Cousins, he's he's not terrible. Um, I think Robert Sala has a word for those particular quarterbacks. That's uh, what they've been playing <laughs> like. Uh, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to take Minnesota to, to bounce back. That was such an embarrassing loss. Uh, to the Cowboys, they they are better than that. I don't know how much better they are, considering their point differential is minus, but they are better than that. Um, and the beauty is that the point spread isn't double digits. They don't have to have a dominant effort over the Patriots if they win by a field goal that covers. Uh, so I will take the uh, the Vikings and give the two and a half because that's a nice small number. I, I, Mac Jones is probably not going to stand up to to Kirk Cousins if Cousins puts up a couple of touchdowns. I don't see Mac Jones being able to match that the way he's been playing. So uh, I will take the Vikings there. So we're different on two of them tomorrow. Yeah, well, we'll probably split them. (laughs) Probably. That is our triple gobble for 2022. We're glad you're able to join us. And we're coming back uh, next week, next Saturday, uh, to make the rest of the picks. This Saturday. Three nights. Yes. Very short. Very short turnaround. Um, I'm so tired. I couldn't even find the outro music. I was scrolling and looking and now it's in the after show. So Christ, I can't find it to hell with it. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're different on two for tomorrow. That's, I, 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 I think I'm not surprised that you went against uh, the Vikings and Kirk Cousins there. I think I'm a little surprised you took the G men, uh, man, Cowboys, they, they, they look like they're really getting stronger at the, at the right time. So We'll see how that one breaks down. But you're absolutely right. It's a division game and things happen and uh and, and the Cowboys are still the stupidest team in the league, so they might find a way to yeah. let the Giants get back in that. And you just when you have teams that are so you know, when you shorten the game with the running game, it's harder to cover these giant numbers. Yeah. That's I've just got a weird feeling. And again, these Thanksgiving games this is just as bad as London games or that Doubleheader Monday night football game. Thanksgiving is always weird. Something mm-hmm. strange will happen tomorrow. This is true. I mean, didn't we? What was it a few years ago? We had the, the David Blau game on Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh my right? god! <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, we did. 
They'll just um, get these weird, random performances. I remember a Jason Garrett game for the Cowboys where he just went off. As a quarterback. You, as a quarterback. You not, uh, for those of you not old enough to remember that, Jason Garrett used to play, and he actually had a yeah. great game. His career game was a, was a Thanksgiving yeah. game where he substituted for, for Aikman, right? It was for Aikman, yeah. So you'll get these crazy games. Some guy you've never heard of is going to fall into the end zone twice tomorrow. Um, yeah, it's just – it's fun. It's Thanksgiving. It's it's a lot of it's, it's great because it's background, you know, with all the family stuff going on. Um, there's nothing better. It is my favorite holiday, so it, it's the best. It's the tradition. Yeah, I mean, you get the you know, you turkey and football, and I put up the Christmas tree first thing in the morning when I wake up, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. And then I follow that up with just a, a punishing weekend of work. Some long days, but I, I'm used to that too. Well, you're in the in the retail business, so uh, yeah, Black Friday yeah. weekend. Yeah, you put in. It's, you just hope that at the end of it, you have made some good money doing it too. Because there's nothing worse than when it's a, a disappointing one, and yeah. you still did all the same amount of work. Right. Now that 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 would suck. Um, so yeah, we'll. Uh, have a pretty good amount of work, I'm sure, just because we won't be in the office uh, tomorrow. And you yep. know, being uh, in, in banking and, and you know, with, with bill paying, uh, any day that you don't pick up the mail, that means it's just going to pile up and be there uh, the next day. Uh, so there's no such thing as, well, we had Thanksgiving off, but it was it's Thanksgiving, so the, the work will be light. No, people are sending in their bills and whatnot, no matter what day it is. So it's, it's always mail there every single day. It's, you know, it varies every day, but there's always mail. So the fact that we're not working at all means Friday will be uh, nice and busy. Nice. That's good. And, yeah, we get to do this again for our just straight picks, though. This, this is going to be weird. No recap, just straight picks. I'm sure we'll have some things to say about Thanksgiving. but We'll definitely spend the first half hour uh, unofficially recapping the Thanksgiving games. Yeah. Right, without handing out any Thanksgiving hardware. Right, right. <laughs> just talking about, oh, my God, did you see that play? Did you see that? So, yeah. yeah we'll who's the, who's that. the David Blau of Thanksgiving going to be? <laughs> that, that's what I want to know. I want to know, too, so I can go play him in, in DFS and make some money tomorrow. But I, I don't I don't know. I have no idea. I, I've got some crazy lineups. I've got three, three lineups tomorrow for that three-game slate. It, it, it's going to be fun. I've got one lineup where I've got Zeke and Pollard in the same line, it, both. Yeah. Why not? I, I, yeah. I would never do that on the main, on the main. Like if it was an 11 themer, I probably wouldn't do that. Um, right. But for a three game where, like you said, you could have this split load where one guy just goes off and the other guy is the one who vultures the touchdowns that you're getting both of the production. And if you think like me, like the, the giants are not equipped to handle it, then yeah, absolutely. Go all, go crazy. Go all in. Yeah, it just, this game's, I don't know, It's I, I've just got some weird, uh, I, both of the, you know, that game probably I think is the pushier of the two. Uh, don't want to jinx it. <laughs> you know, we, we, if we end up in like 27-17 territory or something, um, it's possible. Uh, I think the least, the less likely game I see pushing would be Buffalo. Now that I've said that, it will. Or, or, or the way <laughs> we've been going this year, they'll both push. They'll both push. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll be looking at things uh, at the Minnesota New England game is the the one game of the whole day. Yeah, 
Yeah, uh, uh, Bills are going to win uh, 34-24, <laughs> and the uh, Cowboys will win, I'll say, yeah, 20, 27-17. There you go. There's your two <laughs> – there's a two, if now if that happens, oh, I, I should be the one. I should be the one betting. Yeah, exactly. Well, but well, how would you make money on that if you're picking pushes? You, you can't. This isn't the, the zero line. and the double zero I, I on the money line. Money oh. line. I'll just parlay those two on the money line. You can kind of bet push on roulette because you can pick the zero and the double zero. Yeah. But you can't. You can't house, do that. Uh, right. You can't. You can't take the house advantage there, huh? No, that's why the that's why it's gambling because the house always has the advantage. Well, betting push should pay out a ton compared to a straight <laughs> winner. It's not soccer. I think you can uh, bet die at if, if something's going to tie in soccer. Yeah. Well, it's yeah zero zero tie. Right. Nil nil happens all the time. Oh right. Uh, you ready to ready to call this one? Yeah, I, I fucking jacked up my back uh, at uh, at the gym. I actually fell, you know, oh. tea kettle ass over tea kettle right on my ass. Um, oh man! And it, and, and it was after I was I worked out. It wasn't even dirt while I was exercising. I just tripped after the workout, picking up my phone off the floor, uh, oh, and just God. tripped. It was just like when I fell uh, bowling last year, which I probably told you yep. about, but I might not have. Uh, but it was the same thing where I was in mid air. And for long enough time for the thoughts to come to my head, this is going to suck. And I hope when I hit the ground that I don't feel a sharp pain anywhere that, like I broke something. Oh, I had man. enough time for those thoughts to go through my head. And boom, hit the, hit the ground and, yeah. okay, no sharp pain. Good. And just embarrassed as hell. And then uh, you have then long enough up. while you're in the air to think, how am I going to make this look less bad? <laughs> I I didn't have time for that because like oh, my okay. shoe flew off and, and I just <laughs> it, it, was, wow. it was bad. <laughs> oh, and there's no video proof of this, is there? It, it's a gym. There's a there's video of everything going oh, on there. Yeah. I'm well, sure. I mean, no, the, or the bowling one, you know, or somebody's got the no that there's no proof of that. Footage. It was yeah, there there wasn't too many people there while, while I was bowling that day. That wasn't the league. That was me just practicing by myself. Uh, okay. Just whoop up in the air and wee. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought I was fine, but then I got up and started walking to the car. I was like, ooh, ooh, yeah, a little lower back issue. So you know, a little little tailbone action. So <sighs> definitely ready to call it and, and hit the sack, and hopefully won't be too sore for Thanksgiving tomorrow. Yeah, because yeah, even though it's a holiday tomorrow, I end up actually having it's a long day. Uh, I do a lot. Yeah. Beyond. You know, but we do an early dinner now, so I think we're having dinner at one, which is which okay. is really nice because there was nothing worse for me than when we would do these five thirty ones and I'm oh my by god yeah because I'm up so early on Black Friday because we work extra hours and right. yeah it, there's nothing worse I want to have I want to have my dinner like one o'clock and then come home relax watch some football and, and just enjoy being home and, 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 and having, and having that time with the family and then, you know, getting to bed early, maybe having a piece of pumpkin pie or a little tray of leftovers late or something, you know? Yeah. I know everyone has their traditions, but if your tradition involves eating your Thanksgiving dinner later than about three o'clock, I don't understand you at all. It, it, it used to be now. Oh. Now it's, now it's like we were going to be at noon, uh, but now tomorrow I think we're doing one o'clock. Okay. Yeah, we used yeah, to do it like a normal dinner, you know, 
Ooh, like that's just that is dinner. Yeah. the worst. Just sitting there all day waiting for this food to cook. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, well, usually uh, when it was those, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be feeling anything by five thirty, anyways. <laughs> uh, another Thanksgiving tradition for for some. Yes. All right. Especially for me, who's got to work that whole weekend. No way am I not <laughs> self-medicating all day on Thanksgiving. Uh, understood. All right, so we're, so, we're ready well, to call it. Yeah, happy uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and the family. Yes, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours as well. Yep, I'll uh, make sure uh, I'll tell the cute factors for you. Oh, absolutely. All right, we will be back, as I said, Saturday, not like Saturday, this Saturday, to make our the rest of our picks for uh, Week 12 and to uh, chat a little bit about these uh, Turkey Day games in which we we had some some skin in the game. We got uh, we're different on two of the games, so we'll be uh, checking those out and uh, certainly come back and talking about those. All right, everybody out there listening, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Be very thankful that we're back from COVID and we're actually able to enjoy Thanksgiving with our our loved ones again. We're going to have people at my wife's uncle's house. I don't know how many. It's definitely not because. Uh, previous years it was like a house full of you know extended family and friends and all that it was upwards of 20 25 people sometimes uh at my wife's uncle's house it's definitely not going to be that many this year but uh we are for the first time since covid going to actually have thanksgiving over at her uncle's house we're cooking the bird over here just like we used to do and we're bringing it over there uh somewhere you know afternoon or so and uh, actually going to have a real Thanksgiving again uh, over there, so very much looking forward to that. That's good. That's how it should be. That's right. All right. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been, in much less detail, the podcast, recapping week 11 and making our triple gobble picks for tomorrow, and I will put those up on the blog right now. Thank you all for listening, and again, enjoy your turkey day, and we will see you back here Saturday evening, 10 Eastern, 9 Central to pick the rest of week 12 in the NFL. Talk to you then.